Hello and welcome back to Throwdown, an action cinema podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jack, and I'm joined as always as my good friend, Vaughn. How are we doing, Vaughn? I am doing great. I'm excited to talk about some British action today. Yeah, we're coming to my homeland, some home <laughs> turf from two very popular, well, I say popular, very two prominent sort of director video stars and directors from home turf, good old USA. I want to say USA, I meant England. Um, <laughs> Britain, Britannia rules the waves. We're talking today about Avengement from 2019, directed by Jesse B. Johnson and starring the madman Scott Adkins. And I wanted to bring this one to the podcast because, again, this was one you introduced me to back in the day. And it might have been, like, the first time I really sat down and saw Scott Adkins as, like, a leading man, uh, as, like, this leading hulking figure. So going back to it this week, um, watching him knowing what I know now about Adkins (laughs) and seeing him in uh, so many different action movies, it's so fun to watch him in this performance. Yeah, this definitely was a, a kickoff for me in terms of exploring, I think, kind of this side of, of action. I think I was introduced mm. to it when Scott Adkins was on um, the Corridor Digital Stunt People React show. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, he was talking about this movie, and it just sounded very cool, and I checked it out. And indeed, it is a very, very cool movie. <laughs> it's very cool. Um, and I think by now you've probably got much more Jesse V. Johnson experience than I do. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll do a little little intro into Jesse V. Johnson just because he's a very interesting sort of figurehead in a, a realm of action cinema that's often overlooked because it doesn't really hit mainstream audiences because they yeah. don't really get theatrical releases. You're not you're not getting your John Wick sort of publicity pushes for these these films. They are often smaller, low, uh, sort of mid budget. Mm-hmm. Um, films with a concentration on action um, and they often just go straight to streaming straight to video um, and Jesse V. Johnson is sort of a a director who has really shown a lot of prominence working in that field and it's I keep thinking like I really want him to, to break through and push through and work on something with like a, a bigger budget and work with a bigger crew and a bigger cast but I really enjoy the work he does in this little corner here Um, So Jesse V. Johnson is a British-based stunt coordinator and actor and director. He originally worked on like stunt work for films like The Fugitive. uh, Oh, okay. Weird, weird things like Terence Malick's The Thin Red Line, which is not necessarily a a film you necessarily think of as like coordinated action. Other weird oddities like The Island of Doctor Moreau from 1996, (laughs) as well as everyone's favorite ben affleck film daredevil like he, he, he was like cherry picking around very strange and right. like, a, a variety of different projects but slowly got himself behind the camera i've not really seen a lot of early jesse v johnson stuff yet just because avengement was my first one and i really really enjoy the dynamic between jesse v johnson and scott adkins i think they are a wonderful they work pair. really well together yeah they work really well together so i have seen a lot of sort of mid to late period jesse v johnson stuff like savage dog the accident man the debt collector triple threat <laughs> debt collectors <laughs> very much like two handers for me jesse v johnson meets scott adkins and they work really well together and i think avengement for me is probably the best of the bunch 
in terms of Jesse's directing storytelling powers and Adkins as a central figure. Come on in, don't be shy. So, um, Avengement, in a nutshell, is a, oh, how do I describe this film? It's a revenge tale <laughs> yes. of a, a, a prisoner who is in prison for reasons and finds himself leaving this prison, finds himself in a <laughs> sort of st- stereotypical East London pub um, surrounded by sort of these gangster types, your Guy Ritchie wannabes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he has, he has some avengement to take. He wants to take his... Av- it's not a real word. It's not a real, real <laughs> no, word it's at not. all. It's kind of... It's a mixture between avenging, um, <laughs> <laughs> judgment. Um, <laughs> there's a lot going into this uh, into Like this Metal Gear here. Rising, Revengeance. It's a, it's a similar <laughs> sure, vein. Yeah, it's just... We're just making up cool-sounding words yeah, exactly. so your, your dad will click on it while he scrolls through netflix um but it is very much it's almost like a western it's set up like a western in that a lot of this is a strange man in a bar overhearing conversations and slowly getting more and more involved and more and more of his backstory is revealed so adkins adkins is so fun in this in this lead role he how do we describe scott adkins in this movie he is a very sort of like stereotypical like british bouncer bruiser i want to say he is he's got like these gold-plated teeth which yeah we learn his later face is, is kind of burnt and scarred and he is he looks rough he's got a face with some history to it which is revealed yeah. later throughout the film as to why he is taking this uh, titular avengement against these characters in this bar but is very much almost like a one location um, sort of that sort of western style where it's just telling stories and learning backstory against this this one singular location with flashbacks and fights and you know exploration of character through this so this is where if you're curious this is where my my fascinating bit of trivia comes in so i was i was reading about this film to the today getting some notes together and i stumbled across an interview with jesse v johnson where he talked kind of about the the creation of this film and okay. i think you will be shocked but at the same time it's not too surprising to find the main inspiration for this film was masaki kobayashi's harakiri what <laughs> yeah okay perfect that's right like it's it's crazy but then you think about it and it's like it's exactly what it is he he uh, strolls 100%. up to this location and tells the story of his life Exactly. My first thought was to go to a western of just sort of like this lone gunslinger wandering into town right. who has a secret past, but Harakiri makes way more sense as just sort of, and, and how the film sort of evolves and the backstory yeah. is told as well. That is a perfect comparison point, and I would have never thought Jesse right. <laughs> Johnson would have pulled out Kobayashi's uh, Harakiri as a main inspiration point. That is fantastic. Yeah. Apparently he's a, a huge fan of Kobayashi, and he was when he was younger, I guess, he 
wrote a letter to Kobayashi just talking about how he was inspired by him. And when he wrote the the letter, it was actually like right around the time that Kobayashi passed away. And like he had missed, oh, wow. he had just missed uh, being able to contact him by like a few months. Um, wow. But yeah, I guess his, his filmography was a huge influence on, on Jesse V. Johnson. So he wanted to, he kind of viewed the, the hierarchy of a samurai clan kind of being similar mm. to the, the hierarchy of these, these uh, London crime gangs. Um, mm-hmm. So it's an interesting kind of uh, spawning point for this. And then it's interesting you talk about as well the the way that he works with Scott Adkins and it kind of centers the the film around his performance, I guess. Yeah. when So I guess Johnson had the, the script for this film and Scott Adkins, he wanted to make a film with Scott Adkins, but Adkins didn't want to leave the UK because his wife was pregnant at the time. So uh. he, he pulled out this script that he had set in the UK and then I guess he, they have a, um, another writer who's Stu Small, who works specifically with Scott Adkins and kind of okay. took the script and then kind of rewrites it to kind of match the the way that, that Scott Adkins um, can kind of deliver dialogue. So it's very specifically geared around Scott Adkins' performance, which I think is is really great. I think not enough films kind of do that where they really work with the the lead, especially in these kind of action films. You get a mm-hmm. lot of them where the acting feels very wooden and mm-hmm. not very is not supported by the the rest of the film and you're just kind of like, "Ah, just get through the dialogue so I can get to the next action." Exactly. Scene. Yeah. But but this film does such a great job with it. That makes so much sense really because as I said earlier, this I think this is one of Adkins' best performances and seeing yeah. that the the screenplay and the, the the project at large was sort of tailor made towards him as a central figure makes so much sense because there are films where I'm like ah, Adkins is in this and you know he's he's doing his bit but it doesn't it doesn't quite gel doesn't quite feel right, right to me um, like films like Debt Collector I like but it very much feels kind of fish out of watery I'm sort of like it, this could kind of be an any man role like a um I, 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 it's really hard to sort of buy um, Adkins as this sort of yeah, person exactly. but then you have films like Accident Man which very much feel built around Atkins and Avengement which very much feels right. built around and watching rewatching this one I wonder how much of uh, an influence or how much um how how directly Avengement impacted Atkins's sort of career trajectory because we obviously John Wick 4 this year huge huge success major yes. film one of one of the best movies of the year and Adkins has uh, you know a bit part in that as as one of the villains and the gimmicky performance he does in John Wick 4 feels kind of related to his central role in Avengement there's something about this sort yeah, of I like almost like sort of unhinged um like protagonist character with a, with a gritty past and sort of these affects that are just very strange and, and Yeah and he's like kind of kind of acting like with his with like crazy eyes and he's kind of like acting uh-huh. with his teeth it's, almost like he's very, got it's very over the top yeah it's not it's not like a lot of his other films where it's just like oh it's scott adkins the, the stuntman right. and martial artist he's in a movie he's very much embodying um the character of this this prisoner on furlough trying to get avengement or revenge on something <laughs> for um for uh, something that's happened in his past 
Yeah, it's such a such a great setup when he strolls into that bar in the opening um, because you immediately it's like, oh, this guy, like you see how clearly like messed up he is. He's got those gold mm-hmm. teeth and he is he has definitely got an attitude and he is just like ready to start shit. And you immediately it's like, what happened to this guy? You immediately are extremely invested mm-hmm. in everything that he is about to say because you want to know what happened. It's set in this sort of like eastenders style soap opera london pub um that feels just dodgy and dingy and (laughs) you don't even know if this character's backstory is going to be revealed this just could be like a man off the street walking in just to cause a nuisance and like seeking out violence um and you have uh this this gang of like criminals and like this gang syndicate working and boasting about what they've been doing and you know openly sort of mocking this sort of crime that they've been pulling and adkins slowly sort of worms his way into this story and getting the the higher-ups of the crime syndicate involved and we slowly but surely are building up to a very intricate like fight sequences action sequences in this pub which is just fantastic yeah it's it definitely it starts out and he immediately kind of starts instigating with the other group of of guys in the pub and you without any sense of the reason that he's there it just Mm -hmm. seems like this guy is he's got out of prison he just wants to start shit and Mm -hmm. you you have no reason to really think that he's there for any specific purpose but the the more that he starts to kind of instigate you realize that there is a very specific reason that he is there and that he has come back to exact his revenge on these people and then it is slowly revealed the extent of of these mm-hmm. this revenge and his reasoning and you start to very much side with him as the uh <laughs> even though he's not a good dude but uh, you start to no, side with him and no, everything he, he's been through <laughs> Again, very much like an anti-hero. He yeah. is a grisly, tough dude who has done some wrongdoings in his past. Very much like uh, the flashback reveals he had to lose a fight. He was, in in, in the, the universe of the movie, he was like a mixed martial artist uh, yeah. fighter, <laughs> which is obviously very, very apt um, and involved with you know gambling and the crime syndicates. And he had to, to take a fall, lose a fight, and he didn't. And he is basically framed and sent away to prison on this, um, I can't remember how many years he sent down for, but basically he he is seeking avengement on the the people that put him there. Yeah, and so then you you come to find out that it was uh, his brother kind of who orchestrated Mm -hmm. this whole thing and has been the root cause of all of his problems. I think he initially goes away for five years, but then because he keeps getting in fights in prison, his his sentence Mm -hmm. keeps getting extended. Uh, I think he ends up in there for seven or eight years before he gets out to... uh, to start his his plot of revenge against his brother, and and in this Harry Harry Carey fashion, you are you're flashing back to these very prominent sequences in that five year stint. So you learn about his incidents in prison and how he's getting these scars and how he loses his teeth in this very oh, viscerally brutal. violent yeah. sequence where involving sort of what do you call it is it, not, is it a curb stomp i believe it's a i curb think it stomp basically is teeth, yeah yeah put your teeth on like the bottom row of these stairs in the prison and oh god and he's talking to uh, the doctor or the dentist or whoever has to sort his teeth out and he just says make me look scary as fuck which is a beautiful <laughs> line um but yeah there's a lot of comedy or like 
uh it's yes yeah, i'd say comedy yeah, in this yeah, like definitely a very dark gritty that sort of guy Ritchie like angle of uh, just saying outrageous things as comedy yeah it's i mean man the action when it does start to flash back i think you get early flashes of it where he kind of does these he's just kind of dispatching guys who get in his way mm-hmm. um but then when it starts to get into the the prison stuff and i think it does a great job of kind of storytelling through the action and that it starts out Mm. when he's first in the prison and he's just kind of getting jumped and initially he's just getting his ass kicked over and over again but then he's he's kind of like my resolve is now like i have to survive at all costs so that i can get out he's just constantly looking out that's right like there's been a a hit has been put out on him in the prison so he's he's having to defend himself so he it gets more visceral and more violent and there's always a weight a realism and an impact to the the, the action choreography in avengement like yeah it's not graceful at all no not at all it's rooted in like these martial arts styles that atkins is very like influenced by and very prominent in like you know mixed martial arts kickboxing jujitsu but it gets scrappy and it's violent and you know oh people are using boiling cups of water and oh no yeah, it's not it was water pr- it's napalm prison, oh, yeah prison God. napalm <laughs> which is <laughs> just ridiculous. extremely metal <laughs> It's very, um, very metal, which is then reinforced by him getting these, like, they're not grills, they're just replacement teeth, I think. Yeah, just he gets these pretty much just metal teeth. Chompers, yeah. <laughs> it, which is such a look. I love it. And, like, the first guy he has to fight in the prison is, like, the biggest guy ever, like, ludicrously large. <laughs> of like, course. This, like, almost Ricky O level interaction oh, yeah. where, like, the small, like, Scott Atkins isn't a small guy, but compared to this, this first sort of bruiser of a guy, he has to sort of <laughs> take down to to defend right. himself. It's almost almost comic booky, almost comedic in that way, but it just it's played for just these violent, visceral like dashes of pain and punishment. Yeah, and it's it's shocking because you kind of never think that it can keep escalating. Like you keep having these scenes that are just like gnarly brutality and like you get the curb stomp and you're like, that is crazy but you also know like he gets his teeth replaced but you he's still not like his face isn't all scarred and you're like i know something else is still coming and then it's the the prison napalm and then it's just this constant barrage of stuff and then even once you get to then it eventually shifts back to present day where then you've got the sort of climactic fight um Mm -hmm. in the in the pub and even that is just like somehow it's like even more brutal and scrappy and angry and it just it keeps escalating but it's done incredibly well yeah it's just always designed to be these crunchy hard hitting sort of like moments that you'll sort of like close one eye and sort of cringe yeah like it's not it's not beautiful this is not no. like a, a kung fu movie where it's like this ballet in motion this is very much like a visceral fighting like desperate and scrappy um the brother the brother character is played by a craig fair uh, fairbrass who is in this sort of uh, universe of action movies or crime movies i should say um in britain which i don't think have escaped far beyond you know the british shores i don't oh, think okay. this has made a splash anywhere else <laughs> i only found these out because i was hung over at a party once and someone put one on and they're called rise of the foot soldier 
Um, oh, interesting. And they are just like small town syndicate crime movies, sub Guy Ritchie dialogue. Okay. Basically, kind of the Avengement backstory, but without any of the like fun action, like smashing. Not many of the okay. choreographed action set pieces. It's more uh, an exploration of the seedy sides of these crime syndicates and sort of laughable dialogue, but not really like. It's still self-serious, so it just kind of it doesn't really work to to a degree. But I, I just find it so fascinating that he popped up here, and I was like, "Oh, great! Now I'm I'm the guy who's recognizing <laughs> from the Fairbrass. Rise of the Foot <laughs> Foot Soldier movies." But he works so well in this world. Oh like, yeah, I, like setting a movie in like a dodgy end East End pub is is so easy to do because you have like an arsenal of just like weird looking Brits to pull from to play your like right. tough crime syndicate <laughs> bosses. I think it does a great job of of really expanding the the crime element because you get the the initial I would say two thirds of the film is is very focused on just that sort of revenge aspect of mm -hmm. of uh what's his, his name's kane burgess which is a kane, great movie yes. name which uh, um, <laughs> it's a classic movie name it's such and, uh, an action movie name no no biblical implications there at all on that name um <laughs> so you've got this character and it's very focused on just his revenge but then you get into kind of the the final act and it starts to kind of spiral out and you realize the kind of wider crime implications of what he's mm -hmm. been involved in and it tries to like root him and like make the audience sort of empathize with him because he's sort of been wronged and he yeah. feels bad for this 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 death that he was very much involved in um, and that plays parallel to like a, a wider narrative thing of like their mother their mother like dying of cancer and him not yeah. being able to be there because of the prison stuff and it all like plays back into this tale of like again as you said like this biblical cain and abel right. like, tale of brotherhood which is, <laughs> yeah, is not it, as subtle as it might think but it, i think it works quite well it does i mean you come to find that it's it's kind of he was just more of a pawn in this kind of whole scheme that his brother is has kind of been involved in and apparently it's a very real thing that is very specific to the uk the scam that these these crime syndicates pull where they basically like kind of end up squatting in people's houses and steal all of their mm -hmm. assets and just kind of drain people dry and then move on to the next person and it's horrible it's it's it's, it's, it's very horrible it's genuinely yeah. scary like yeah. it is it again these movies are rooted in reality as like as strange as it might seem like there are just these weird crime syndicates that exist in these in these um, in these towns and cities in the south of england and the north of england like this stuff goes on and I'm sure I've been in a pub and overseen some real like tough <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. crooks in my time, and I've just been like, time to leave. Right. Yeah, and I think like that aspect of it really does. You you start to get enough, at least enough sympathy for uh, for Kane's character to start to side with him, and there's like a uh -huh. there's a degree of of kind of altruism that comes in at the end where he tries to right some of those wrongs to the best of his yeah, uh, ability. He wants I mean that's peppered throughout as well like he initially goes to his brother for like a, a loan so he can help s like start up a gym you know get himself on the right path with his uh, um, his like fighting background and use that for good you know set up a gym and help the local community and his right. brother's like no I'm not gonna you know you're not I'm not loaning money to my brother you take the money and then that obviously like spirals out of control yeah he has to steal the 
the money from someone who is i can't remember exactly it is a little it's, bit convoluted little how exactly convoluted. the the scam the works, scheme works yeah yeah basically the the mob guys find people owe the mob money and so then mm -hmm. they have the the people take them the money that they're owed and then they have someone who in this case is they use kane to steal the money so that they're then out that money and then they can kind of come exactly them yeah and, and take yeah. even it's more. a con of being like yeah, this is the money that you were owed, but now you don't have the money that you were right. owed, and now you owe more money, basically. Um, so that's the reason he goes down for it. It's good, though. Oh, man, it's, it's an absolute blast to watch. It's it's fun, it's propulsive, it is is gritty, really, really quite gritty in parts, but there are moments of, like, levity and, you know, humour throughout. It's not it's not all just dour and miserable vibes. It, again, I think it's it's that sort of Guy Ritchie influence of trying to keep things quite bright and cheery, even when it is so rooted in violence and, you know, crime. Yeah, and despite all of the, the violence and despite how, like, brutal and gritty Adkins' character is, like, he is still very... Because Adkins is just a charming guy, like, there's a charm very to him as well that mm -hmm. you are very very interested in, in hearing from him and seeing this character and yeah the brutality is definitely always peppered with a little bit of humor and even through some of the i think there's a lot of great just humorous like editing and action in that final mm -hmm. bar sequence um there's some some great stuff in there through all the also very brutal fighting that happens in there um mm -hmm. but yeah it's very good nice tight 88 minutes very nice and, exactly and easy watch. tight cast and crew like a lot of the running time is just set in that one room with yeah. the 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 mobsters Scott Adkins character and like the barmaid who is just like involved in this somehow just because <laughs> she's just she kind of there to be yeah. at work that day it is very much like a saloon in the west or you know that harakiri story of those people at the mound it's it's concise and it's contained and it packs a real punch yeah it's a very it's a great the structure is just works really well for it because you're constantly going back and forth between this mm -hmm. sort of high octane high fast-paced action that's really aggressive and angry and brutal and then you cut back to this dialogue but because you start to find out that all of that stuff is connected like it starts to build the tension more and more in the pub scenes and that stuff just becomes more and more gripping when you're just like it is just dialogue but you're like something here is about to snap and you're just waiting for that moment to happen yeah it's just that that boiling part you're just waiting for it just to to really snap and kick into that high octane gear that you've you've sort of come to expect just just from the nature of the film right hand. yeah you definitely go in knowing exactly what you're getting and it's i mean even that's... the poster alone you see this man with this sort of like <laughs> sawn off shotgun and this shaggy sort of like charity shop cloak and his balding head and his scars down the side this grizzled history a face that tells a thousand stories oh, yeah. and you're just you're waiting for the tit avengement to take place <laughs> the big code is, is very excellent it's a very it's a key key part of the film <laughs> very bane from dark knight rises oh, very, yeah very much it looks very very warm yeah. well jack do you have anything else to say about jesse v johnson scott adkins and avengement I, this will not be the last time we talk about Scott Adkins. Oh, absolutely I'm hundred percent sure that the man has has done many many movies that I would love to talk about in different capacities, um, and Jesse V. Johnson too. I want to dig further into his career and move away from just the Adkins stuff because I'm definitely biased in that front. I always just gravitate towards those ones because I kind of know what I'm getting. Um, but I have seen some of his other things where, like, I don't know, it's like Dolph Lundgren working with Stone Cold Steve Austin, and uh, oh, maybe they don't work quite as well, <laughs> right. or... Um 
triple threat, which I think is a, a, an interesting but very flawed um, yeah, sort of take was, on this. I want, you got Tony Jaa, you got Eco away. Cast is so mm-hmm. great, but it is it does end up coming across pretty flat, which is unfortunate. In the interview that I was reading with uh, Jesse B. Johnson, he said one of his favorite uh, films that he directed is a film called Charlie Valentine, which I have not seen, but I'm definitely going to be checking out. So maybe we'll circle back around to uh, to that one at some point. But that is a yeah. very one of the lesser seen ones. On, on looking yeah, at it's an early one for here. sure. But he, he's worked in a, a couple of weird different genres. I'm looking at like this alien sort of sci-fi bruiser of a movie here. He was very much involved in the Green Street uh, hooligan movie, which is another whole kettle of fish in terms of like British crime series that I've not really gone down to yet. But he's got like two movies out this year. One is like a Boudicca movie. So he's got like, yeah, a, I'm period, just looking at that. like, a, like a historical drama action movie. And I'm like, 101 minutes. I could probably get down on that. Yeah, that all about it. Fun. But yeah, this um, there's, a, there's a couple of DTV directors that I want to sort of uh, gravitate towards on this podcast series, and Jesse V. Johnson's definitely one of them, um, just because of the nature of his work and how uh, how his directing style like hops from different different world right. to different world. Um, there's a consistency there, but there's also like an ingenuity to each of the projects that he works in. I see. Um, but yeah, Avengement, it was the first one I saw, and I'd probably say it's the best one I've seen so far um, in, in, in terms of Jesse V. Johnson vehicles yeah. and Scott Scott Adkins as like this, this menacing figurehead of British crime syndicates. Uh, it's a real blast. It's how long was it? Was like eighty-eight minutes. It's it yeah. goes in a it goes in a flash. It's it's Harakiri, but set in London. That's how <laughs> yeah, we're selling it's a, it now. <laughs> it's a, a, a comparison I didn't know to draw until today. But yeah, Jesse V. Johnson exactly. super interesting. I definitely want to explore more of his filmography. These DTV guys are very versatile and interesting. Mm-hmm. Definitely, we'll be exploring more of them. I know we're both huge fans of uh, Isaac Florentine's. Work Isaac Florentine, another, another will DTV be covered guy, in some regard. a hundred percent. So, Vaughn, what have you picked for the next episode of Throwdown? So, picking stuff for this podcast has been very difficult because there's just <laughs> it's it's so hard to just pick one thing, and there's so much to yep. choose from. And obviously, we can just kind of do whatever at any point, so we'll get to everything eventually. But 100%, I thought, yep. what's something that I can introduce to Jack for Ooh. the first time? And I was looking through stuff that that you have not seen, and I was shocked mm-hmm. to find that you have not seen this one. This is a favorite of mine. Ooh. But next time we will be covering Catherine Bigelow's Point Break from 1991. Oh. Wow, I a Keanu Reeves classic. I almost put this on like two days ago. I was oh awesome. <laughs> through, I was scrolling through Tubi and I was like, "Is this the day? Is this the day I finally watch the Patrick Swayze Keanu Reeves movie Point Break, a movie I've seen referenced a thousand times, a movie I've <laughs> exactly. heard discussed a thousand times, but have never really seen." So I am very excited to finally sit down with that. That's an awesome pick. Wow, cool. Yeah, I'm very so, excited wow. to rewatch it. So we will be covering Point Break next time on the show. Should be a great time as always. You can find us everywhere on the internet letterboxd blue sky twitter wherever you have an account we're probably there as well We're probably there yep make sure to head over to the twingeeks.com for all the coverage of all the new movies and everything in between anything else before we sign off jack thank you for taking avengement today vaughn <laughs> that word is never going to catch on well someday um, we'll figure out a proper sign off for we'll, the show. <laughs> we'll, yeah we'll figure out a sign off <laughs> keep looking at the stars no no keep watching the, the movies 
Um, we consider yourself thrown down. There you uh, go. Yeah, That's thanks as always for joining, Vaughn. <laughs> um, I'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye. See you next time, Jack. Bye.